0: Hi everybody, this is Clayton for GCFLearnFree.org, and this is a podcast in our series on happiness in the workplace. Today we're gonna talk about how even if you're doing work you love alongside great colleagues, a single thing, such as an awful boss, can derail your passion for your job. We're also gonna discuss how bad experiences can push you to better opportunities. Here to tell us her story is Danielle, the communications specialist for GCF Learn Free. Thank you for being here Danielle. Thank you. Before we get started, tell us a little bit about what you do here.
1: Well, as the communication specialist, my primary role is to be the link between our learners and our staff. So I answer any support ticket questions that people might have about our site or about using the programs that we offer, and also handle the social media, which is a main form of the way we communicate with our learners. Because we're global, it's the best way to reach them. So that's Mm -hmm. my primary role. Uh, Side role is sort of being the last set of eyes that takes a look at all of our tutorials before they go live.
0: You review the articles I've written, for instance, (laughs) Um, you are my safety net. (laughs) So before we start talking about happiness in the workplace, kind of just to set a baseline just kind of describe like your personality your professional interests so we kind of know where we're starting from mm-hmm.
1: my personality I kind of struggle with this one a little bit it's hard to talk about yourself um, I would say I'm pretty strong-willed pretty opinionated mm-hmm. um, kind of speak my mind sometimes it works out sometimes it doesn't but professionally my interests actually were in publishing my whole career I spent in publishing before I started this job so yeah. this was a big learning curve moving over here to nonprofit sector but also to a more outward role usually I was talking with people in marketing who were trying to sell something to me. Mm -hmm. And in this role, I'm kind of doing the reverse and instead of selling more, selling what we offer.
0: Gotcha. What's been the most difficult time in your career?
1: (sighs) The most difficult time was one particular job. I, we had moved to North Carolina and I took a job as an editor of a local business magazine. Mm-hmm. It was perfect opportunity, exactly a great way to keep going in my career. First editor job I've had an opportunity to do, but quickly learned that the person running it was firing people without will or warning mm-hmm. or reason. So it was a very, very intense environment very negative environment
0: So the source of that difficulty was the upper management.
1: Mm -hmm. The owner, you know, which obviously he dictated the workplace culture, which was one more of fear than of inclusiveness and cooperation.
0: What got you out of bed those mornings?
1: Knowing that there were limited opportunities for magazine editors certainly helped. This is a very small market for what I do, and I had exhausted all of my options. So for me, it was sort of like, do this or find a new career. Mm -hmm. I had been in this career for about six years at that point and didn't have any plans on leaving. So that sort of helped me get me out of the bed. Also, I worked with great people. We kind of bonded over our shared fear and our shared, you know, do I have a job today? Am I getting a paycheck today or this week? So being around those people and kind of focusing my efforts on helping develop them and us kind of supporting each
0: other. Okay. What did your career expectations look like leading up to this job?
1: Yeah. Like I said earlier, I'd been in publishing for four or six years. I Mm -hmm. loved it. I wanted to continue it. It felt very natural and normal for me. And you know, as I mentioned earlier, it was the first time I'd been named an editor. Usually I was an assistant editor, associate editor, coordinating editor. Mm -hmm. In this job, I was responsible for making all of the editorial decisions, which was very appealing. I mean, it was what I was working towards. So I, I- wanted to take on that opportunity I didn't want to shy away from it so that's what it, it it kind of didn't deter me being in this job I knew it was temporary but I was I was given a lot of autonomy there as scary as the environment was my owner was focused more on the sales side of things and making money than he was mm. the content so he didn't ever read the magazine he didn't know what it was like so I, I really had full control over it
0: yeah um, it sounds like professionally the things you actually enjoyed doing mm-hmm. you You got to run free. And so it sounds very tempting Mm -hmm. is that because I know I might put up with it a little longer than I should have if I get to do the thing that I want to do.
1: It's true. And that's kind of going back to that whole idea of what gets you out of bed in the morning is like, you know what? This is a great opportunity as much as this guy might be ruining a lot of it. This is looking good for on paper, on my resume.
0: What did you expect your career to look like at this point in your life? Did you expect that sort of work environment?
1: Um, not that kind of work environment. I mean, I, I've, this was my fourth job, I think, out of college, and two of them were also not great. So this wasn't like my first brush with negative work environment. But that being said, I kind of think it kind of made me feel realistic about, you know, what I could expect in the next job. Yeah. and. To look for those side things of okay, well, is this helping my career? If it's not helping me emotionally right now, and if I'm having trouble with that side, is there a way that I can maybe find the good um, in that and find those healthy expectations in that for that balance of work and personal life or that getting through the day kind of thing? Mm-hmm. Um, but I definitely had healthy expectations for me. Physical, uh, it took a physical toll. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, my eating habits changed. I lost weight, um, and, and not it was not in a good way. It impacted every facet of my life as far as that was concerned. So it sort of did blindside me. But being in a job or being in a field that's sort of car salesman-y in that you're working with people who just want to make money, 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 I was kind of used to it not being all lightness and happy and Mm -hmm. whatnot.
0: Did your unhappiness ever show up in your job performance?
1: It actually didn't. Um, I do have... I should have explained maybe with my work personality, I have a good work ethic. So Uh I'm, I don't care how much I don't like a teacher or a boss or someone above me, but I'm going to do the work and it's Uh going to be good. It's going to be as good as I can do it because again, it's all temporary and every action that you take has repercussions. So if you're doing it, you know, halfway, then you're letting something take over so much that you can't literally function. Mm -hmm. That's when you need to leave the job. So what were the
0: circumstances when you quit? Were you just fed up? Did you get a new job?
1: I got another job. Yeah. I, uh, again, with that work ethic and all that, I I did not feel comfortable leaving a job without another one.
0: Yeah. The main thing is that, you know, with people being unhappy, I mean, everyone has that fantasy Mm -hmm. at some point. They get so tired of their job, they just walk out and quit.
1: And the opportunity that I took, I actually wound up in for three whole weeks until Mm -hmm. something else came up. But- That one was just, I need to do this. I need to put a Band-Aid on this. I need to get out of this situation. Bad relationship, bad, you know, any kind of thing. Get me out of this. Mm -hmm. Over here, even if it it ends up being a 10-year-long career or I'm there for three weeks, which it ended up being. But it's what I needed to just be like, I am strong enough to get out of here and have my sanity and some confidence. Yeah,
0: (laughs) okay. Kind of a side question, with you being the editor, the leader of that group, were you kind of the the emotional beacon for everyone else? Did you kind of keep morale up?
1: I was. I had three writers who are just out of college, fresh mm. out of college. This was their first experience. I felt really bad for them, and I wanted them to know as much as possible. This is very atypical. This is not what you're going to see in a typical office environment. Like, don't worry. It can only get better from here. So yeah. I definitely was, in a way, their emotional mentor or center, you know, just the leader to let them know, like, it's going to be fine. And this is good for your resume. So, mm-hmm. yeah.
0: Were there any uh, other positives you found in that job besides the camaraderie and, mm-hmm. the, and all that?
1: For this particular job, sure, networking was huge. Mm -hmm. We were a business magazine, so businesses wanted to be in our magazine. So we were constantly getting phone calls and opportunities from people saying, "You know, please come interview us. And so I met a lot of people and I got embedded in the triangle business community, got to know more people. And so that was extremely beneficial. I should have, in looking back, I should have done it more. I should have taken that opportunity more because being on the other end, I realized how challenging it can be to get to these events and like be part of them. In any case, it was a great networking opportunity
0: for sure. What did you find comfort in, professional or personal?
1: Again, hugely the people around me, that we were all in the same boat. Mm -hmm. Like I said, it impacted every facet of my life. It impacted personal. didn't impact my relationships, but it made me cultivate my bad habits. Like I smoked cigarettes at the time, and Mm -hmm. I probably smoked twice as many that I would have any other time. So professionally... My coworkers, personally, I it really wreaked havoc on me.
0: Yeah, yeah. But cultivating those work relationships and those friendships really mm-hmm. got you through it. Yeah, it sounds like
1: it. yeah. And I kept in touch with a lot of those people for a while after that job. Mm-hmm. We were like, it's it's a form of you know post traumatic <laughs> stress. You know b- that bonding of going through something pretty terrifying. Mm-hmm. Um, in the sense of having a paycheck. Yeah. yeah, that kind of thing.
0: So within the workplace, do you feel that? You emotionally function differently now as opposed to five, ten years ago.
1: Yeah, and the other thing that I was thinking about, you know, I've learned that if your job is affecting your emotions and your happiness, just try something else, even if it's something you got to do for three weeks in between. Something you got to do, like, all right, I like Target. Maybe I'll apply for a job at Target. Maybe Mm -hmm. I'll do that for three months and figure out. Sometimes the job is so bad that you've got to leave and just kind of find another way to make money until you get to that job. You know, even if it's like looking at the charitable side of yourself or the um, emotional side of yourself, like if you wanted to do something that you really love that you never had an opportunity to do, like work at an animal shelter, or mm-hmm. not so much volunteer, but like look for opportunities that, you know, maybe you're not making that paycheck, maybe you're not advancing on that resume, but you're going to work happy and mm-hmm. leaving work happy.
0: Yeah. So, And it's very important, very valuable. Yeah. I've only had a handful of jobs in my own history mm-hmm. where I'm thinking... I'm happy here. Right, this I can is pretty do this cool.
1: Every day or yeah. five days a week.
0: <laughs> so, big picture, how do you deal with unhappiness and repetition and other workplace issues now?
1: It is really hard to say, and I am so not sucking up to my bosses here. But uh-huh. this is a great uh, this is a great organization. So, I don't really have unhappiness at work mm-hmm. currently. If I did have it, I would probably. Try and get to the root of the problem. You know, if it wasn't a particular person or it wasn't a a fear, stress-induced environment, maybe it's I would start to question, why am I unhappy here? What is it that could be improved? Who Mm. can I talk to about making changes? And this is, again, a great organization that works with people on that. There's Mm. lots of them. There's lots of companies who say, okay, we want you here. If you're unhappy, let's try and figure out how to keep you here. So I would say that kind of thing. Repetition. I don't know if I'm the right person to ask. So everyone here has unique roles, but a lot of what you work on and a lot of other curriculum people work on here varies. It changes month to month, week to week sometimes. My job is very repetitious. I'm doing social media, so I'm posting things every day. I'm communicating with people on sport tickets every day. I'm doing a lot of the same routine every day, but I'm a creature of habit. I Mm -hmm. very much like routine. Um, I'm okay going off of it because I think sometimes that adds some spice to the workplace if it gets a little boring or or humdrum. humdrum. But yeah, I I like it. So I I enjoy the repetition. Okay.
0: (laughs) And finally, do you have any advice for anyone dealing with unhappiness at work?
1: I think I answered that question a little too early, that last one. (laughs) You know, figure (laughs) out why you're unhappy. I, I knew why I was unhappy. I knew the only answer was to get another job. But if it's not that ask the hard questions. Why am I unhappy here? Do I just not like what I'm doing? Is there a coworker who's bothering me? Is it where I'm sitting? I mean, it, it mm-hmm. just really kind of getting to the root of why don't I like it here. And if you really, really don't, then work really, really hard to find that opportunity. Like I said earlier with it led me here. I had been looking for a job for probably about two years at the, at the time when I learned that my health insurance might go away, I might be moved to part time. Mm-hmm. Um, that catapulted me it went it, it changed my job search from casual I'd really like something else to okay I'm giving myself this much time so yeah. it made me broaden the word the words and keywords I used in my job search it made me do a lot more legwork to I'd never knew about this organization before I applied here you yeah. know so it really went from nah to no no, no I, need to, I need to get another job yeah this right. is this is some stuff right here
0: I'm just thinking about everything you said because we covered a lot. You identified the problem with your boss, and once you realized you'd never be able to change that problem, you knew the only solution was to find a new job. The coolest thing, though, is that you became a leader when your work really needed one. You became a positive role model for the younger writers, and you lived by example by continuing to work hard despite all the difficulties and the hostile work environment and all that. You didn't use your unhappiness as an excuse to be mediocre. And you didn't burn any bridges when you left, and I'm so glad you didn't. Otherwise, you could have made getting a future job so much harder by tanking one of your references. Instead, you made your exit as positive as it could be. And on that note, thanks for hanging out with me, Danielle. I appreciate it. Yes, thank this you. This is really cool. Yay. Thank you for coming in. <laughs> uh, anybody, if you have any questions or comments or would like to suggest a topic for an upcoming podcast, you can reach us through Facebook, Twitter, or the Contact Us page on gcflearnfree.org, where Danielle may even answer you back. That's right. I'm Clayton, and thanks for listening.